Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Gilberto Silva Podcast Show. Once again, me and my friend Tim Chase are going to talk a little bit about Arsenal. And uh, we have what we have today, Tim. How are you, my friend? I'm all right. I used to always look forward to doing our podcasts. We get to talk to my mate. It looks like we're working, so I don't get nagged by my girlfriend. So I'm talking to one of my friends uh, and I pretend it's work. <laughs> and uh, so I get some peace and quiet. But at the moment, it's just I'm bored about talking about why Arsenal are being rubbish. I'm sure it, this must be worse for you, right? It's been, it's been tough for me, for Arsenal fans, Arsenal uh, supporters around the world, you know, just being repetitive about uh, what we say about the club, about the team, the performance, about many aspects that we can mention, you know, and um, it's tough. It's been very tough, and uh, I I don't know what is uh, on Mikel's mind. You know, his mind when he thinks about the team, about uh, all all the things he has done. Try to change things around, and the result does not um, happen the way everyone is looking for. And uh, because one one thing for me is it's, it's not. A, all the time about the results, you know, it's about the performance itself, about how they behave uh, during the games. Um, and um, you end up again very frustrated because you create a kind of expectation. And in the end of the day, you end up frustrated again, you know. It's been tough, you know. Uh, it's practically been tough. Now, Casey here, we try to be as much positive as we can. Yeah. By the fact, we have to be realistic. Uh, yeah, I think you've, you've always, you're, as long as I've known you, you've never bad-mouthed anyone. Uh, and it's not in your nature. We're certainly not, don't want to be a podcast about that. But I think, I think Arsenal fans have kind of had enough about being patient. Everyone's saying, being patient, be patient. We're trusting Mike Arteta. He's the right man for the job. And I think he is. Um, I think just fans are like, we've got to have something back. I think the, the to lose into Spurs is the final kick in the balls, really, isn't it? Spurs are in a much different position. Um, Arsenal are now 15th, is it? I think it's 15th. Yeah. Arsenal now 15th. Spurs, Spurs are top, which is another kick in the balls. Um, and I think they've just kind of about had enough. I know that was the final straw. Um, and I think we probably need to be a little bit honest. Um, about, sorry, we, have we have been, yeah, <laughs> we have been, yeah, we've been honest in our comments. And uh, okay, we, we, in spite of the fact we have been positive in the things we say, but we have been honest in the, in the comments we've made regarding what we think, you know, uh, the performance went, you know, from the last game, for example. And uh, have been speaking about consistency about uh, uh, some way to play smart, you know, play smart in many occasions, be more aware of this kind of situation because then, you know, we have to think, when you go to a sports game, you know, your main rival, what is the first thing you must have in mind? Come on. This is a different game. This is a totally different game where you can raise up, you have to, Raise up your level in the best way you can, much more than what you think. 
you know it's not only about motivation but especially on, on the field you know what you have inside of you what you have inside about in your heart when you go to this game to represent well millions of fans of this uh this fantastic club and um understanding how they are playing you know because when you see you know spurs are second today i think they are second but they were on the top of the table you know and uh they are you know fighting between the first position and uh, they are playing their games the way they have started in the competition there's no different way you know and after 11 games you know exactly the way they are going to play you, uh, who they are, the players, you know, their uh, capabilities on the field, their qualities, you know, understanding that uh, on the other side you have Harry Kane and Son. For me, has been one of, uh, you know, the best players of the team, you know, making a huge difference in their uh, attack, attacking uh, part of the, their game doing very well seems like they are the best partners in the premier in the premier yeah, very strong for something yeah. you know scoring a lot of goals but the way they play very clinical mm. the way they have played you know you know understanding more you know we spoke i think the last episode he got when he was at um at chelsea uh the video is so i think you you showed me this video if i'm not wrong uh but uh, he spoke when uh, he played at Tottenham. He was the manager of uh, of Chelsea. That uh, they parked the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody could go to that side, you know. And yeah. they try, try, try. This was the reflection of what he did with against Arsenal. He, but they did uh, this kind of game very conscious about their games, about the way uh, they they work tactically for this game. Just invite, hey, come, come to my place. Yeah. I invite you. Right. Don't worry. I know how to suffer. Exactly. I know, I know how to suffer because he has done it, you know, with Inter when he won uh, the Champions League. Yeah. They, they knew how to suffer. He worked tactically that the players they've got, you know, to to understand and giving them the importance, how it's important to suffer in the game, not to achieve the result. This is what they did with Arsenal again. And uh, this game, you know, Arsenal got a lot of possession. We see the possession here is 70 percent Arsenal, 30 percent Spurs. Somebody won it. What's the point in terms of uh, have this fantastic possession? Right. In the end of the day, if um I just seen another quote of him, you know, he's, he's very poetic when you say this. Uh, for lovers of the game, I've got a lot of possession, but at the end of the day, you lost the game, 2-0. That's it. Uh, with that 30% possession, like they won the Champions League against, I think, Barcelona? By Munich, they won. Uh, by Munich, before they played, uh, they played um, uh, Barcelona, I think, That's when they were against... Uh, Working to when he was the manager of Inter in Milan, okay. you know, play down to, to one man. They knew how to suffer without the possession. Mm-hmm. They were effective, and once again, you know, against Alves, you know, they were very effective with 30%. But two times they went there, they just 
happiness could go. I think this is uh, have to uh, something I really want to to touch is the effectiveness of their games. Just invite the, the opponents like they they have done it from the beginning of the season, yeah. and uh, I don't see any other way they are going to to change this, you know, because Mourinho knows how to uh, to work out with this play his players. And uh, to understand his idea and everyone believe in the, in the system he wants uh, to play the competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's Mourinho football, isn't it? You know, he, he, Mourinho doesn't care about how he wins. Mourinho just wants to win matches and win trophies. That's what he's all about. I mean, I think the first team he had, well, the first time he was at Chelsea, played some nice football and scored loads of goals, uh, but had an unbelievable defence. Uh, so when he came and he sought the defence, he bought uh, John Terry was already there. They had checked and they bought players around him. Um, and obviously Makaleli and things. So they built out a defensive team, but he was quite a creative team as well. Um, but that's his football. That's what he does. He, he t- he's a tactical genius. No matter if you like him or don't like him, he's a tactical genius. And I think it just shows that I don't know what um, Arteta's tactic was here. Because, like you said, there was uh, the possession, 70 against 30 is unbelievable. And then they had twice, three times as many passes. Arsenal had three times as many passes. Um, and uh, twice, uh, three times as many touches of the ball as well. They also did 44 crosses. And Tottenham had 55 clearances. I mean, surely after 20 crosses... Or 25 crosses, you're looking at this isn't really working. This isn't working. And I think there's, you mentioned last week that the amount of crosses that Arsenal are putting in isn't where Lacazette and Aubameyang is where their strengths lie. That's not what it is. If they still had Giroud, perfect. Absolutely perfect tactics. Because you can see what Giroud does, did the weekend and then midweek last week in the Champions League, scored a hat trick in the Champions League last week. Um, that's the strike you need to that. But you just need to use. I think we're talking about some of the things. So I don't think they're utilising their players in the best possible way. Like, obviously, there's Ozil. There's obviously something going on behind the scenes with Ozil. But he's the most creative player in the club. And I don't know what, we don't know what he's done um, within the club to warrant not even being in the squad. But it must be something pretty severe to not even be able to play in the, because he's not even been listed to be able to play in the Premier League or in the Europa League. So they're not even, they're not even saying, look, you're... You've done something really wrong. We're upset. We're upset with you. But so you're going to sit on the bench for the next season. It's not even that. Do you know what I mean? It's not even that. So they've got their most creative player that they weren't utilising in the best way. They've then got their two strikers. Aubameyang was the top scorer nearly last season and the top scorer the year before. And has scored 20, 20 goals a season since he's been in Arsenal. I don't know what they're doing. Game by game, we haven't seen him yet. Until the moment they decide to change, you know, and then we, I, I, will, I will say something, mention something. But until there, you know, as you mentioned, we understand his quality. Uh, we have been speaking about his quality in the last couple of episodes. When we talk about the creativity in, uh, at Arsenal, as we haven't seen. Because when you have, like, how many crosses? 44. 44 crosses. crosses. No. You know, it's crazy. This is crazy. Considering that you have Aubameyang and Lacazette, is not, let's say, they, they score 
few times with their heads, you know, uh, very well positioned, but it's not the main strength. You know, how can you put 44 crosses with uh, the bus <laughs> parked at Tottenham, oh. Tottenham uh, defense? How can you do this? You know, this is show for me the lack of creativity, you know, how the, the they, they could not, you know, have a different, uh, you know, a way of playing. Okay, let's uh, put the ball on the side and try to cross. But uh, nobody can. I didn't see from this game not many players, you know, nobody, maybe nobody trying to do some individual uh, situation. Okay, go 1v1, uh, past one, dribble, make some dribble, try to. to Shot from outside the box, not many. That is 44 crosses. How many they they found Arsenal play? I think two crosses, if I'm but not wrong. Attempts, there was three shots on target, so three that's going to be that's going to be two out of that. I think that maybe one header. I remember one header that Aubameyang got and one header that Lacazette got. Yeah, awesome. you know they have this possession, seven percent possession. How many times? Um, <laughs> Uh, did uh, Loris work to save any clear chance of uh, Arsenal's goal? How many? How many times? I think this is the very concerned part when we talk about creativity. When we talk about uh, how they are, they have this input in this game. You know, having forty-four crosses. I think this for me, you know, give me um, an impression that uh, there is uh, a lot of things to be working. Um, but as we spoke before, you know, when you, you compare the both sides now, it's tough for me to say that because, you know, um, in the past, the, the situation was opposite, uh, was totally different. And now what we can see is like uh, Mourinho built up uh, Spurs because we knew from last season, even before Mourinho, that Harry Kane and Son, they were amazing players. Everyone knew that. Mm -hmm. But now what we can see is a solid team at the back. Mm -hmm. Now, Google Keeper, you know, is a World Cup winner. Mm -hmm. uh, at the back, very solid. You know, Hoybierg is doing a great job. At great job. <laughs> very, very useful for the team, you know, controlling, stopping the game, plays much, doing some, uh, some smart falls in the game. This is how Mourinho does, you know, he likes this type of play. Big guys at the back, big guys in the middle, you know, um, physically strong. But up front, they are very fast with Kane and uh, and Son. You know, uh, when you see us, you know, despite the fact they have done a lot of possession, but in the moments that need some more from them, there is still something missing. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the creativity is one thing, but we see the, the first goal. Arsenal got the possession. They were, I think it was a corner. Yeah. It was, and then in the counter-attack, in the counter-attack, they, you know, they, they could not defend properly. They, they got the possession. This was uh, a big problem. And after that, you know, they tried to try, you know, many, many times, but commit the same thing, you know, okay, let's put the ball in the box. And um, let's see. I think it's a tough job for Mikel. It's not easy because uh, uh, my one of the biggest concerns for me 
when we see after 11 games is the response of the players on the field. And um, I would love to see more from them, especially in this type of game. When you go to as far as games, this is a lot of arguments. We have some yellow cards. We have a lot of uh, energy to put on the field. Passion. This kind of energy, passion, I, I, I really, I really miss from the last game, you know. And uh, it's sad to say, it's tough to say, but um, if you look and analyze uh, the game, um, for me, this is what happened. You know? I, I was, I, there was lack of uh, of this passion from for this game, you know. Forget forget about um, now about the possession. Forget about the, the, the crosses. How many crosses? But you know these games. You know, every game you have to to behave like this, of course. But for this kind of game against Spurs, this is not a normal game. You no. cannot accept that, that is a normal game. You have to. Um, you have to have a, a different feeling when you go to this game. A different mentality. You have to, um, you know, to play on a on a different way. It's a, yeah. because it's not a normal game for no, me. No, I think you you brought up a few points. Um, I said I was thinking as you were talking about creativity. Uh, so I think so. Spurs one of their most creative players was Deli Ali, and Mourinho has kind of left him out so much now because he says he's a lazy trainer. So kind of similar, between, we don't know the reason for, for Ozil, but similar, one of the most creative players was Deli Ali, Ozil, so they've wiped him out. It's kind of a masterclass in how to run things. So maybe ask, I think, who do you think is that creative for Spurs? I just think they've got incredible pace and the tactics, right? So they've got Kane uh, and Son up front. I don't know if there's many more talented players within the, within the, within the starting lineup. It's just the players that are well-disciplined and do what Mourinho say. Mourinho's come up with the tactics and, and a system, and they play that system. That's why it's working. I think if Arsenal... I think the reason why Arsenal are going resorting to crosses is because they have no other choice. They have no other choice other than to chuck them in the box. I don't Because I don't think you can do more what Mourinho's doing with Spurs, i.e. sit back and rely on your defending skills and then hit them on the counter-cap. He can't do that. The defence isn't good enough. We know that. They're not a good enough defensive unit to be able to do that. So what do you have to do? You have to then keep the possession because you're worried that the opponents are going to score every time they get the ball in your half. So I don't know if he... I think it's the players. He hasn't got the right players to do this, which is why it surprises me what Ozil that's been removed from it. Because even if you hate him, and even if he's a lazy trainer, and I'm making all this stuff up, I don't know this for a fact even if he's a lazy player or he's slept with Mikel Arteta's wife or whatever, um, you've got to have him in the squad at some point just to be I able think, to have a creative the outlet. I think the point for me is like, um, you know, when you talk about those things, you know, we can, many people figure out, you know, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe it's that. But I think the point looks like for me is a kind of relationship has been broken. Yeah, this is my opinion, you know, because uh, he got quality. In, we know that, you know, I'm not gonna um, touch it again. Yeah. But um, but the the point for me is about the relationship between him and the club. You know, a few comments that was made, 
from him, the agent, stuff like that, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you, you look at the game, seems Arsenal still miss, you know, this kind of quality to give the last pass. And as we mentioned in the past, you know, about him, even with uh, when Unai was there, was about to build up the team around Ozil to find a position to him where the others could protect him, play with two in the middle, whatever they they you know, would do in order to give this player the condition to to be in the right in the right spots of the field, in the right place, get the ball and assess the guys up front. I think this was the point we we touched in the past. Yeah. But now you know um also, still need uh, this creativity we don't have, and uh, it's been it's been tough, you know. And um, of course, when you lose a game, you know, a derby game, it's even hard to talk. You know? <laughs> I'm just trying, you know, to 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 keep my words you know, in the best way, the best manner, as I normally did. But it's tough, you know. What they and from now on, what um, what should they do? What should they do? Because uh, the next game is going to be hard again. They are going to be to play against Burley at home. Burley is 80s. I think, yeah. Yeah. But uh, as Arsenal is going to, to get a three points, I think this is the, you know, some, some points is still... Tough for the for the fun. Just well, it's to be hard to do a physical game, and that's where Arsenal fall down. The physicality is when mm -hmm. Arsenal struggle. Just going back to one thing you mentioned about um, Ozil being played in the right way and having two in midfield. Well, now they have Partey and El Nini. They have the perfect scenario to let Ozil go and do no defensive stuff. So it's it's very strange. Obviously, you're absolutely right. The relationship is obviously broken down, and it's it's irreparable, and there's nothing they can do with it. But it's just interesting that. That's they need a player like Ozil to help be a creative outlet rather than just resorting to putting lots of crosses in the box. Yeah, um, let's see. Let's see because um, the next game is going to be hard again, a physical yeah. game. You know, um, this has been uh, another aspect for them the physicality of some games they, they, they may find a little bit difficult. This game against Burley is going to be, you know, and uh, you know, I hope there is a better game. I hope there is a better game, but not only in terms of possession, but in terms of giving real trouble for the opponents. Okay, there's no problem against about having good possession, but how many shots they are going to give? How how many times the other goalkeeper is going to save a clear opportunity of goals? Or how many goals they are going to score. I think this is a point, you know, for them just to uh, keep in mind the, the importance of all of them react. I think uh, the moment everyone needs to react because um, after 11 games, Arsenal got only three, uh, 13 points. It's very, very uh, bad start after 11 games. It's not so good. They need to improve a lot, you know, in order to get the results. Because uh, from now on until New Year's, mm -hmm. New Year, 
it is it's a tough schedule it's a tough schedule yeah. and you have if you don't uh, don't start to uh, to get the points you need the second part of the competition is going to be hard you know i'm talking about the second part already yeah. after 11 games because you see it's just a little bit more than one point per game you know but i have to be concerned uh, but I, I think the point for me is like uh, everyone must give an answer on the field, you know. Uh, we have seen some, um, as we spoke before, Partey was a good acquisition for the club, Gabriel Magalhães, and um, both of them have been consistent. And despite the fact um, Partey left the, the game, last game, I think he was injured, I don't know. Yeah, it's his thigh again. He's, he was rushed yeah. back too soon. This is, you know, another problem. But Gabriel Magalhães has been quite consistent. Mm -hmm. And uh, the point is, everyone needs to react in order to... They are the only person, you know, to change their own position, you know. You see that uh, despite the fact, you know, we, we talk about the result, about the tough game, about the, the performance they have. We have, tried, we have been, you know, the best way we can. This is what I have been and I'm just try to be positive and to give them, you know, uh, like a positive message from outside. I know that that um, Arsenal fans feel upset. They are, they are upset. They are impatient for that. And um, I still keep sending my positive message to the players because there is quality there. If there was not quality, any quality there, then, okay, <laughs> we just make a cross, you know, make... Uh, about everything, I, okay, forget about what I said, you know, there's, but this is not what I believe. I still believe that there is quality in the squad, good players that they, they are able to change their position. You know? It's about them to, to work even harder. Yeah. I mean, it's, I will, that's obviously quite a good motivational talk. Maybe you should do the team talk, halftime team talk next week. Uh, but it's, it is a bit last time, last time I, I did that we won the Copa Libertadores you know that ah, this is a good message you see so tell, us, so what you say, tell us what your team talk was then what was the situation were you winning losing you know this is you know you see after all these um, the stuff comments we you know emotional a little bit uh, from myself especially about Arsenal, last performance and the performance at the moment. But there is always some good thing to remember, you know, uh, after this. You, you reminded me about something very good, about my last last speech I I have done for the team. Play for Atlético Mineiro at Copa Libertadores in the second game. And uh, second game of uh, two games for the final you know, in yeah. South America. The first game we lost away uh, to Olympia um, or the game was too new for them. We have to win the game too new to go for penalty. Mm -hmm. And I was on the bench. I didn't play any of these two matches, just the same final. And um, at the half time, the game was still nil nil. And uh, the team was doing great, man. They were doing great, you know, it was amazing the way they were playing, you know, very. You know, you, you could see the passion was there, the desire was there, the motivation, the players play hard, very committed. You know, uh, 
I say, okay, we cannot we cannot lose this game, we cannot lose this game. We're gonna change, we're gonna change, but we still have to score two goals. Halftime, new new. We went to the dressing room and um I stand uh, near the door and the player, you know, uh, the players just sat down, they managed to talk to them. And uh, when they finish everything there and uh, went um start to, to going back to, to do to the field uh, for the second half, I just called them in the warm-up room and uh, told them, hey, come on. We are doing great. I'm doing a great job. Let's be positive and keep pushing ourselves. Keep pushing that we are going to score the first and the second, maybe the third, because you are doing absolutely great. Uh, don't lose your focus. But then remember one thing. Play a final of this kind of competition is one opportunity in time. You may not have this the second chance to play another time in this competition. Just go back there and do whatever you can. You know, play with your heart. Everything you leave on field. Play for our fans because they are here. 60,000 people in the stadium suffering to us, pushing us, singing, crying. Millions of people out everywhere in the world, you know, and the same situation, suffering, send us good energy. Play for your families, our families, because they know how hard it has, has been for us in the last couple of months. And now it's even more. They are suffering with us. They are you know, suffering a lot of anxiety because of our result. Everything has been tough to us. And uh, play for ourselves. If you can, share a little bit with me. Please do, because I'm sure this is my last opportunity to be here. And I don't want you to lose this game. Let's go. My the result. Poison. Come on, then. Come on, this guy. <laughs> this was it. Oh, I'm off. Let's my <laughs> yeah, let's go. I'm ready. That was this amazing. Was yeah, but this was my speech for them. And I don't know if this was something that helped them because they were playing well. But just, you know, you know, when you feel that you need to say something to the team, yeah. this is what I felt. Because I, I would regret if I haven't said anything to them and they yeah. go out there, if the result was different or, or not, you know. Mm-hmm. I said to I would say I would say to myself, oh you should have said something, you know, you missed the, the opportunity. I didn't want to miss this opportunity. And they went there, uh, scored two goals, and uh, we won uh, the game. We won on penalties. It was fantastic. It was very emotional because all the competition, every stage of the competition was, you know, a different emotion, <laughs> too much emotion. Yeah, yeah. So was that like the um, This was, uh, no, the, then um, we have like the, the we, we won the Copa Libertadores. It was the last game of, uh, you know, because it was the final. And uh, then we have to play the, 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 the National League. Yeah. Um, still some games to play, and it was my last year. Last year I played football, unfortunately. You know, but um, I think the message for me, you know, to, to bring to this this my teammates was just to encourage them. 
and uh, never give up. And the same message, you know, uh, I say to them, I want to live to Arsenal place. Never give up. Never give up. Never let themselves down. Believe in each other. Believe in the power of, uh, you know, their, the group. Uh, it doesn't matter how the, they have been criticized, but the only way to change it is by themselves working together. Believe in themselves. Believe in their, their work. Believe in the manager. Believe in our theater. You know, the fans will criticize them because they are impatient. It's normal. The many, um, many commentators is doing this job because they have to do this. Sometimes it's right. Sometimes not right. The way they say things, they, the way they put things out. But, um, you know, it is their job. What the players and everyone needs to do, just keep living. Just do things to change their own situation. And because uh, otherwise, if they, they cannot react, nobody can change their own situation. Yeah. Mate, I think that's a great way to end this show. Nice, rousing, motivational talk. I feel positive about the game now. So, predictions. What do you think? Uh, no, I, listen, I have done predictions, but, you know, it's been uh, awful for me. To make some prediction, I've been hopeful. My prediction. I, I, I still need to keep positive, you know. Yeah. I I go for two new Arsenal against Bali. Yeah. You know I'm, I'm going to stop doing a prediction now because I'm just going to go whatever the other team is. Right, You've got four right, and I've got six right. So you just yeah. do a prediction, and I'll just go. That's lovely. Here's my prediction: because you've been the bad guy. You know? I think you are the bad life guy. Bad life guy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a bad hope. So I'm going to stop. Do you know what? If Arsenal win on, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do a prediction this week. If Arsenal win on Sunday, then I'll stop doing predictions because obviously I might be doing a prediction is bad luck. I'm like a witch doctor or something. So I'll stop doing it for this, this week. It's like voodoo. Just in the weekends. If you are the voodoo, I'll make a voodoo of you. Snap me in the half. Last one, mate. Hey, mate. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Arsenal fans stay positive. I know it's hard, but uh, let's give you know, our, our motivation to the players, you know, send them lots of good energy. On my side, you know, I always be going to be positive, say what I have to say about being positive to them and send my positiveness. And come on, Arsenal. Next game on the Premier League against Burley. You know, tune it up and let's go back to and start to win the games again. Yep. And um, mate, help me out again. You are the guy too, to help me how to tell the fans, the people where they can find us. You would know everything. everything. Right. I always miss this kind of thing. If I was alone, I didn't know what to say. I had to, to write down every information. It's your looks and my brains. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh yeah so if you're listening to us on your podcast obviously you know where to go uh, but we're available uh on all the platforms so spotify apple store um, apple apple podcast app google every app platform where we're on um we also have a youtube channel where you can watch two handsome um classy mature men um talking intellectually about football and absolutely not messing around and making each other laugh um so enjoy that also mr gilberto silver now has his own merchandise where you can buy hats hats are now back in store we sold out the hats 
um, last week and they're doing really well. And in fact, I'm now wearing, so thank you for my gift. So I made, I made you better make a goat's t-shirt. Well, I'm not sure if you can see it. Um, well, you can't see it if you're listening to a podcast, but if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. So it's goats. Obviously, we all know greatest of all time. Gilberto, being the humble man that he is, wasn't particularly keen to do it, but I persuaded him. So um, you got one in the, in the post. Thank you very much for sending mine. I'm wearing it with pride. I might get you to sign it for me as well. Um, uh, so, yeah, you can go and buy that in Gilberto's store as well. So goats, T-shirts uh, available in Arsenal colours and Brazil colours um so yeah and if you buy oh one other thing if you buy anything from Gilberto's store in the month of December you get invited to a private zoom call with the man himself where you can ask him anything you want about world cup arsenal and get him uh, amazing insights like you've just seen or heard uh from the podcast and his amazing story about his game with a couple of stories um people don't want to listen to me so I'll let you say goodbye to everyone Great, man. You are fantastic. Absolutely. Great. Thank you very much once again. It was great to spend time with you here, talk about football, about Arsenal, and uh, keep positive about the future, about the next next follow games for, for the club. And good luck to them. And uh, all the best, my friend. Uh, thank you for joining me once again. Regards to the family. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye.